Isn't that beautiful, eh? Music is certainly alive. Worship is alive in this church. It's amazing. Well done to the team. So they recorded that live, uh, I think on the edge of the Kloof Overlook Point here, right? Which is amazing. Just singing that over our city. Great are you, Lord. And sing it over your life today. Absolutely beautiful. I was just sitting there thinking, you know, uh, Mom, remember 20 years ago when you and I used to lead worship? You were on the piano driving me mad. <laughs> and it was just my mom and I, you know, they always dreamed of a day, you know, to have like a full band and even have drums in the church. And uh, just, oh, just to sit there and experience that and just see the, the, the talent, you know, which is uh, God has added here and coming through here. It's just incredible. And I don't know, maybe the, the youth team are going to do an album one day. What do you think? Eh? Better start writing because it takes a long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that was beautiful, guys. Thank you so much. So we've had an amazing start to the year. Um, uh, it's been awesome just to see the church full again. And I've been saying this every week. I just hope you're still here in December. Say that to yourself. I hope I'm still here in December. <laughs> Say this. I will be here in December. <laughs> okay. Um, really, because I think many of us start with good intentions at the beginning of the year. And uh, it's like, you know, the healthy eating or the, the gym plan. How many of you guys have already given up? Okay, no show of hands. We're going to embarrass you right now. But I think we have good intentions. But let's really try and, and I was talking about it in the offering, let's be consistent with our faith. You know, it's a daily thing. And how's the Bible reading plan going, by the way? Are you guys enjoying it? It's, it's been incredible to, I mean, some of those stories are pretty crazy. And there's some detail that I'd missed. And you just, it's just amazing just to, um, you know, be reading. So we're reading the whole Bible together uh, in, in the year. So it's not too late to join. Uh, it seems like a daunting task, but it's not really, especially if you download the YouVersion Bible app and you can actually listen to it. And you don't have to do the devotion, which is quite long. You could just read the, the scriptures. But uh, if you are joining us, that's just amazing. And your life will be different by the end of the year. I can promise you that. We had an amazing uh, worship uh, night and prayer night this uh, past week. And just to see all of you guys come out and pray was just amazing. That's the engine room of the church. And first Tuesdays, just a reminder, every, uh, the first Tuesday in every month, you can come here to the church between Hoppers 5 and Hoppers 6. And we're just going to pray and worship together. There's a couple other things we're going to add in the month of February that we'll tell you about a little later. But let me get into the message. It's not going to be a long one today at all. Um, but it's Vision Sunday, everybody. So if you are new to church or just visiting today, you've come on a good day. Because this is a significant Sunday for us in the life of the church. Last Sunday in January, every year, we have Vision Sunday. And vision is, is important because it's a looking ahead. It's, it's a hope for our future. And we all need vision in life, whether it's uh, us as individuals or for our families, for our business, and obviously for our church. And there's often the analogy used of a, of a bus or a ship, and we're all on the ship or the bus, and we're going in, in a direction. And this church is going in a certain direction that we feel God is speaking to us as the leaders to go, and you're welcome to join us. Don't get on the ship and try and change its course or make us hit an iceberg. We're going, okay? And uh, if you feel part of that and want to join with us, we would be, just be so grateful. But we're going to an awesome place, and we're just excited for the future. And I think vision is so important. What's also important is having the, the right people on the right seat in the bus, as Clive McMurray, Mr. GLS, says all the time, right seat in the bus. And you need to find your seat, not just your specific seat here. I know there's the regulars. Mr. and Mrs. Watt always sit over there. I saw you earlier. <laughs> and uh, you, some of the regulars, Courtney always sits there. And uh, it's, it's, uh, 
it's awesome. Maybe one day, you know, we did many years ago. We so we used to face the uh, the, the stage at uh, Plouffe Junior Primary School Hall. And the one Sunday, we just started flipping around and we turned all the chairs around and faced the back <laughs> and the band set up on the floor. You, you can't believe people's faces when they walked in. They were like, I promise you, people were like this the whole time. Like, what's going on? And now where's my seat? Is it, what's, where is it? Which side is it? Anyway, we won't do that to you. But anyway, but it's so important to be on the right seat in the bus. And um, it's just amazing when you find your space in a life-giving church and are able to serve. And last week we had Volunteer Sunday and there was about 100 of you that stayed after the service just to sign up. And if you missed last week and you still want to get involved, um, you haven't missed your opportunity to serve for the year. Um, it runs on a three-week rotation that we need help as the church grows. So if you would still like to be part of a team, there's the worship team, the production back desk team, there's task team, uh, there's host team, there's coffee team, Sky Kids, there's so many different departments that you can get involved in, and you can go to the info counter and still sign up if you would like to be involved. But when it comes to specific calling and specific vision uh, that God gives us, um, it's so funny, we're talking about the oceans yesterday, and we're talking about the Atlantic and the Pacific, and Sophia, my daughter, said the specific oceans. I said, no, it's the Pacific Ocean. Um, but anyway, so a specific calling of this church, um, when I looked up the word vision, I think it's important to understand what we're actually talking about today. It's Vision Sunday, right? But the word vision means the act or power of anticipating that which will or may come to be. So there's a sense of hope, a sense of faith in this, what you're trusting to come to be. Um, it gives the examples of a prophetic vision or the vision of an entrepreneur. So when an entrepreneur creates a product, uh, they believe what will come to be. I mean, Apple is such an incredible example of that. Steve Jobs was a real visionary. And I'll never forget actually watching, I was, a, I was an Apple fan from the early 2000s. I hated computers. I didn't know what was going on. When I was at school and computers like, started becoming a thing, I had no idea what networking or coding was. And I'll never forget this. I was in the computer room, like fresh off the farm, no idea how a computer worked. And someone sent a, like a, a coding to my screen and it said, your computer is about to explode, 10. Nine. I started counting down. Six, five. And then I got up and ran out of the computer room. And all my mates laughed at me. I had no idea. So, but when Apple came out with a computer that was easy to understand, I remember getting one and it was like, ah, oh, it makes sense to me. I mean, for me personally, it was just easy. And then you see the visionary, uh, the leadership of Steve Jobs. And I'll, I'll never forget watching the iPhone launch in 2007, middle of 2007, and being so excited for this new phone. And Apple wasn't really a thing here in South Africa just wasn't a thing. Everyone used Blackberries, remember that? Remember BBM, guys? <laughs> the young people got no idea what BBM is. Um, and, then, and then obviously the Samsung started to, you know, Nokia's, remember that snake? He was a snake champion there. <laughs> okay. And then Apple came out with this phone that was completely different. It was a full touch screen and it had like these icons on the front and you used your finger to touch everything and then revolutionally pinched to zoom. I'll never forget that. It was like a whole new thing. And I mean, look at what it's become today. And that's the vision of an entrepreneur. And when we have the ability to see, and if only he could see, he's not alive today, to see what has become of Apple. Do you know that iPhone on its own, if it was a brand on its own, it's bigger than Coca-Cola and McDonald's combined in revenue. It's mind-blowing. Okay. So when we look at uh, prophetic vision, the word prophetic is, is something that is declared by a prophet. It's divinely inspired, okay? 
And I'm not claiming to be anything yet, but if you are a pastor and you leadership, God gifts uh, people into that space. And one of the things that God does uh, through me is to speak to me in, in, in a prophetic way. And sometimes when I'm praying for people, I can very clearly see things, a vision or a picture. And uh, it's, it's, it's called a, a prophetic gift. It's this ability. It's not, it's not fortune telling. It's, it's foretelling. Like, this is what I'm believing. This is what I'm trusting for. This is what I see. And uh, God often speaks to me in that way. And I think it's so important and that's why you've perhaps uh, made this your church. You're trusting us as a leadership to lead you to divinely lead you because God is divinely leading us. And that's our hope. And that's why we ask for you to pray for us, that God would lead us. But there's something very specific that God has placed on this church. So a prophetic vision, and I really feel for this year, there's something that we feel God is, is saying to us. And that's why we're sharing it with you today. And we trust that it, you catch it today. So uh, a prophetic vision or vision is, is the ability to see something that God is going to do. It's that simple. And if you could get into my heart and mind today, we, we're really excited for what God is going to do this year. We don't know all the specifics, but I know God is gonna do something, like in amazing ways in all of your lives. Um, and remember, it doesn't mean there's not hardship. Every year has ups and downs, okay? So there will be some things, and let's just hope that we don't get a, a flood or looting or COVID, okay? But let's just trust that God is gonna do something uh, amazing through us as a church today. And, and why would we want that? Listen to what Proverbs 29, 18 says. When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. It's that simple. We wander astray. And you look at the world today and you just see how many people are just off course and wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, I love this. Listen to this. Heaven's bliss fills your soul. Anyone want a bit of heaven's bliss? Heaven's bliss fills your soul. The, 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 the word uh, bliss is, is basically just... It's, it's utter joy, it's, it's contentment, it's this overwhelming sense of, man, this is, this is amazing, this is, heaven's bliss fills my soul. And we need clear prophetic vision because otherwise we wander astray. And I remember seasons in my life where you're not sure what the future looks like and it's, it's quite a scary place to be, right? Maybe you're feeling like that right now at the beginning of the year. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. I just don't know what's gonna happen. I remember 2017 and for us as a church trying to figure out the future of what was going on there was not a lot of clarity and it was, it was, it was difficult. But thankfully, God uh, brought prophetic vision and brought clarity. But at the time, it was a little murky, a little blurry. And all I can do is explain it like this. I didn't realize I needed glasses until one very clear night. <laughs> I say clear night uh, uh, with a bit of um, a joke behind that because we were at the drive-in. Do you remember the driving guys, Durban driving? And it was uh, the first movie had finished, always two movies, and I asked my friend, um, oh, my friend asked me where the toilet is. So I said, um, no, no, so I asked him where the toilet is. And he said, oh, it's the back, back there under the, the D. I said, the D? What D? He says, no, it says driving on the back. I was like, shut up. I was, I, honestly, I thought he was joking. He says, no, man, can't you see it says driving? I said, no, man, you're joking. And as I started walking back, slowly, back to clearly, driving started to appear on the back of the building. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need glasses. And I'll never forget walking out of Spec Savers in Pinetown, and I got a fright because I saw eyeballs looking at me. I'd never seen eyeballs looking at me. Like, it's like, and, and things just started popping out. And it, all of a, a sudden, I, I had clarity. And, and it's the same for our lives. When God just drops vision, everything just makes sense. And our role as a pastor, and 
Jin and I at the church and you know, all of us, we just, our hope is that God would deposit a vision and that we lead you guys into. I mean, that's what we call shepherds. We call pastors and, and, and God has entrusted us with that role and that responsibility. And we, just so you know, we take it very seriously. Um, I don't just get up here on a Sunday and go, oh, let me just have a little go here. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're intentional, we plan, we pray. We, yes, we, 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 we trust God to speak in and through it. It's not all in our human works or understanding, but we really take it seriously. It's a big responsibility, and that was one of the reasons I didn't want to lead a church. I was like, this is a big responsibility. It's just like leading an organization, but in other ways, so much more because you're accountable to God now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God, I just pray we're doing, doing the, the thing that you want us to do. And I just want God's best for your life. And it's hard because I've got to give you the truth, but also in love because I really want the best for your life. So if I ever come across as a little hard, it's, it's, it's just because I love you. You're all okay with that, okay? So we try and give the truth in love. And I just want heaven's bliss for you. Listen to what Psalm 32, one says. It says, what bliss belongs to one uh, whose rebellion has been forgiven? We all have a rebellious nature. Naturally, we just do the wrong things, you know, uh, we, we need help, our, our hearts are sometimes deceitful, and we, well, say most of the time, um, our, our intentions sometimes may be good, but we, we just have some stuff that we need to deal with, and what bliss belongs to those that have been forgiven, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to be forgiven, those whose sins are covered by the blood, what bliss belongs to those who have confessed their corruption to God, not just a municipality or a government, all of us, Oh, easy, we point fingers, right? What bliss belongs to you when you confess your corruption? For he wipes their slates clean and he removes hypocrisy from their hearts. Thank God for that. What bliss belongs to you? Anyone want the heaven's bliss on them today? Heaven's bliss, utter joy, it's contentment. But there is a need for discipleship, guidance. I was telling my kids just yesterday that the word, um, we all hate discipline, don't we? We're having to have conversations with our kids regularly. But discipline, uh, well, it's where the word disciple comes from. And God's, we, we want to be disciples of God. We want to be disciplined in the things of God. And that's why we need it. And another reason we need it, look what Proverbs 29, 18 says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. We know that Jesus has fulfilled the law, but it's about honoring God. And when we don't accept guidance from people around us or accountability with people around us or pastor or whatever you want to call it, we, we run wild. And I don't know about you, and many of you heard the story before, but I had a horse run wild with me on it. Now, I'm no jockey. Just put it out there. I'm terrified of horses. I've been bucked. I've been kicked. I've been bitten. It's just I have bad experiences with horses. And uh, my friend and I had this wild idea to just go horse riding in the Berg. Uh, well, it was actually in Bourne in the Midlands uh, just before a storm came. I was about a K out of the, the paddock and guys, the most horrific lightning and thunder just hit us. And I promise you now, this horse went up onto two legs and it did its and I just grabbed its neck. I came down, I hit my head on the neck and it just bolted like it was at the, the July. And I've never galloped at that pace before. And I started sliding around the horse. Uh, this is 100% true, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I grabbed its mane, because I was trying to pull its bit. And I, at one stage, the horse is right next to me and I'm holding on. I looked down, I, I, had, I had a pair of baggies on and a t-shirt. No shoes, no helmet. And I looked at the gravel and I'm like, if I fall, I die. It's, it's that simple, at the pace I was going. I eventually crawled back up and then 
lightning, thunder again, and it just turns. And then I swung back around this side, and I'm holding it here. Eventually, I got back on, and I'm literally bouncing all over the show here because I, I cannot, I've, I've only trotted before or a little canter. Never gallop. And I promise you, I'm going, I'm trying to pull, and the more I pull, this thing is trying to buck me off. It got to the, the, the paddock, and I promise you now, I just stop, and I just shot right over its head and rolled. I had roasties everywhere. And my friend, who witnessed this whole thing, just comes trotting in, laughing so loudly. I'm shaking. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I'm, I've got, I promise you, it was the most scary thing I've ever experienced in my life. And whenever I read the scripture, I think of that. It says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. And that's how sometimes many of us are. We're on this journey of life just running wild. Sometimes we feel like life is running away with us and we're just hanging on for dear life, you know, and at any stage we're going to fall off and that's it. Don't know if anyone identifies. It's an accident waiting to happen. But our hope is that as we deposit vision, as you connect into this church, remember two weeks ago I was saying being devoted, being devoted, being devoted to the apostles' teaching, to, to God and to church, I really feel that will bring divine guidance in your life and the horse that is running wild with you right now we can come into alignment because if you just know what you're doing, you have a little bit of instruction, you actually, I could have perhaps controlled that horse. So let's get to the word for the year because every year we have something that we feel is a word. We don't have to have a word, uh, but we just feel like, God, you've given us a word for the year. And just to remind you, remember 2020, we had love God, love people as people loved by God, which is the gospel really. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So love God, love people as people love by God. And maybe you'll remember that in 2020. And then in 2022, we, we did believe. And we had that scripture, just believe. And we've got to believe God for amazing things. We had the believe wall and it was an amazing, um, amazing uh, theme for the year. And by the way, I just made a few of these because these hats ran out. Um, but did anyone like, go, oh, I always wanted to believe cap, just never got to one. Okay, there we go. Your hand came up first. Come and grab it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> These are nice new caps. They're, they're the U-Flex, a good, good fit. Okay, here we go. Believe. Um, and then last year, anyone remember last year's theme? Lovers of truth. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you listened. But we focused a lot on just loving and embracing the truth. It's not like, oh, okay, let's see what the Bible says. No, no, I need the truth. Because when we're running wild and running astray, we need the truth to correct us and help us. Obviously, this church will always focus on truth. It's one of our values, worship, excellence, servant heart, truth, and love. We will always have truth at the core of who we are. But that was the theme, lovers of truth. And then praying into a word for 2023, the end of last year, I was like, oh, God, like, no one else is coming up with this thing. Maybe Jin might, but like, God, like, what are you saying? What, what are you doing? And can I just quickly briefly share you with the journey of how we got to the word? And also, it gives you guys some um, confidence, really, that God has spoken. Because God really confirmed uh, in us in many ways. And I know it's just a word, but it, what, it's, what it represents and what it means to every single one of us. So I was doing a little study on two scriptures. The one is uh, when God called Ezekiel the, the prophet, okay? So God uh, commissioned many messengers back in those days to be very specific in going to speak to a nation or a people, and God would speak very specifically. They didn't have the Bible like we do today, and God would call prophets 
to go and speak like a pastor, like I'm speaking today. God very specifically called me to ministry. So I read this, Ezekiel 2 verse 1. And it says, stand up, son of man. He obviously had fallen face down in worship as he experienced God. Said the voice, I want to speak with you. Just remember, it's always God wanting to speak to us. I think so often our culture tells us it's about when we pray, it's often just about what we have to say. I think we we need to turn that around a bit and just say, God, what do you want to say to me? The Spirit came into me as he spoke. We, we, We need the Holy Spirit. And thankfully, Jesus Uh, Before he died, said, wait in this place, and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And after he died, the Holy Spirit came. And it's the Holy Spirit, God living in us, that enables us to be who he's called us to be. And he says this, and and he set set me on my feet. He, He stood me upright, because there's many things in life that can knock us over, throw us down, but he set me on my feet. And then it says this, I listened carefully to his words. There's lots of stuff going on here. I think they're bold on the the screen there, but the the listening and the words. And then he says, son of man, different to the way Jesus referred to himself as the son of man. This son of man basically means mortal, like human being, okay? He said, I'm sending you to the nation of Israel. It's very specific that God is the one that calls and sends and speaks, okay? A rebellious nation has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been rebelling against me uh, to this very day. They are a stubborn and hard-hearted people. We see that in the world today, don't we? I don't know, maybe even in the room here today. Sometimes we might even find ourselves in that place. He says, but I'm sending you to say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, because I mean, it's your choice what you do with the word of God. It's your choice what you do with even what I'm saying today. For remember, they are rebels. At least they will know they have had a prophet among them. So you see very specifically all this conversation around uh, the voice and he said and he says and he speaks and he listens and he hears. And then, so I was reading that and that just intrigued me. I just started picking up on all these words. And then, the obvious one when I think about God speaking is I think of the word um, in, in Samuel and when God speaks to Samuel. And at first, Samuel wasn't able to recognize his voice. It says here in uh, 1 Samuel 3, 1, now the boy Samuel was attending to the service of the Lord under the supervision of Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. Um, visions, which is quite amazing because uh, when I was reading this, I was thinking, Oh God, are you saying something about visions? I actually didn't see this. I only looked this up this past week in this particular version of the Bible, the Amplified. Visions, that is new revelations of divine truth. We're not widespread. It wasn't common in those days for these uh, revelations and, and, and the visions. I mean, there were, there were few prophets. Today, I mean, we're so blessed with the amount of churches we can attend and Bible college and the different versions of the Bible. There's so much truth out there, okay? So, to fast track the story, uh, Samuel hears this voice calling him and he thinks it's Eli who was the priest he was looking after calling him, okay? And he kept going up and saying, did you call me? He was like, no, it wasn't me. He goes back and he lies down. Did you call me? No, it wasn't me. And he keeps hearing this voice calling him. So in verse eight, it says, so the Lord called Samuel a third time and he stood up and went to Eli and said, here I am, did you call me? Then Eli understood that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. He was like, 
Okay, it's not me. Maybe God's calling you. So Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be that if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I think many of us may have heard that verse before. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. This is where it comes from. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at the previous times. This is an incredible moment, you know. I mean, he's lying down on his bed and, and the Lord comes there and stands in his presence and, and called him. Samuel, Samuel. I don't know about you, but that's quite, quite a, a moment. So imagine in the middle of the night, you just hear someone calling you, you know. Mthengi, Mthengi, eh? Some of you might like start like rebuking the devil here. What's going on? Is there like an evil spirit here? I mean, it, it might have been quite a moment, eh? And, and you've confirmed three times now that it wasn't the person in the other room. And then Samuel answered, because he had been instructed by Eli, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will ring. And on that day, I will carry out against Eli everything that I have spoken concerning his house, his family from the beginning to the end. God is going to do what he has said he's going to do. And I started to think about these all together. And there was a pattern here. Do you agree that there's a pattern here? Okay. <laughs> Thinking about vision and God, uh, you know, speaking and, um, you know, fulfilling his vision and beginning to end. And I was thinking about the new year. I was like, God, are you trying to say something? It's like God going, duh. Duh, duh, duh. But I was thinking about this, and, and just four quick things. When Eli gave Samuel uh, the, the counsel, which was very wise counsel, he told Samuel just four things. He says, one, he told him to go lie down, which is making himself available for God to speak. You've got to make yourself available. So thank you for being at church today. You've made yourself available for God to speak to you through me today. But even in your own life, you've got to give God time. God, speak to me. And I think that's so important. Give him the time. In a world that is so busy, we need to give him the time. The other thing he says, if he calls you, and I love this because it's, it's not to be presumptuous about God speaking. I think this whole, we've lost a bit of reverence for God here in, in modern day Christianity. It's like he's my, my mate, my, my bro, how's it? He's God. So we don't just be presumptuous here. Or even what Jesus did for us on the cross, when he died and made a way for us to be able to commune with God and connect with God, that was costly. It was a, it was a sacrifice. We sang about it earlier. All hail King Jesus. And let's never be presumptuous. Whenever we read the word, let's, it's an honor. Are you with me? It's an honor, church, to be here today. Not because of anyone here, but it's an honor to be here, listening to God's word in his presence, it, it really is an honor. There's many cultures and places around the world where they can't do what you and I are doing today. Did you know that? It's an honor. And the fact that God would speak to us like a, a human. I mean, it's, it's incredible. The God of all creation, the God of the universe would choose to speak to every single one of us, even today. And then he, Eli instructs him to, to say, speak Lord. And I think that is our response to the word of God. When we read it, when we hear it, okay, God, speak to me. And even today, when, you, when you're at church, you say, God, would you speak to me through the word today, through worship? That, that should be the posture of our hearts. Speak, Lord. And then Eli says to him, you must use these words, your servant hears. 
And I think that's about humbling ourselves before God and His Word. It's, it's a bowing down, it's a coming low and saying, God, like, it's not my will, but your will. So often we think we know best, right? We, we know what's best for our lives and we've got all these plans and things, but we should be, we, we God's servants. This is the least of these. Jesus came to serve. And we need to model our lives around him. And then I, I found this pretty interesting uh, in this footnote on the study I was doing on Speak Lord. And it says this, we must hear from God. Not, not you should or you maybe, should. you must. The preacher may speak, our parents may speak, our friends may speak, our teachers may speak, those on the radio or television may speak. That is all fine. But their voices mean nothing for eternity unless God speaks through them. Everything you read on social media, the media, the news, whatever it is, cool, it's, it's great, it's information, but it has no eternal value. The only eternal value is the word of God and when God speaks. And that's why our hope is that we would be speaking the word of God, speaking in truth. And then to kind of come to a close, so I was like, God, I think you're speaking to me. Um, some of you know the story. I did share it on my social media, but I haven't uh, actually shared it in church. Um, so Jen and I went to this amazing conference last year at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham. And we landed in New York at midnight, about an hour or two earlier than we expected. And then we had to catch an Uber across to LaGuardia Airport, which is about half an hour away. And I thought, well, we would get there, I mean, after the flight via Doha, like we could get there, freshen up, maybe try and find a lounge of sorts and have a shower, whatever it was. We get to the airport at <laughs> 20 to 1 in the morning, and um, it's now the following morning here. So like, uh, you know, you spent it on the plane, and um, the airport's closed. I'm like, are you joking? The airports shouldn't close. So you could walk in, but just hang around the check-in area or downstairs where all the people are coming through, but you couldn't go through. I was like, this is a joke. So Jin and I slept on the floor by the trolleys downstairs. You know where everyone comes to take the trolleys? We found a space and we just, oh, it was miserable. It was, and I set my alarm for like quarter to four in the morning. So try to sleep an hour or two on the hard floor. <laughs> it was terrible. Eh? There's people everywhere. You like, got your hand through your, back, you know, your backpack. And anyway, so at quarter to four, like, I wake Jin up and I'm like, look, we, we need to go upstairs to check in. And by the time we get up there, the airport's packed. And I'm like, we were here and now we've got to wait in queues. It was like a disaster. So we eventually get through this queue and then we get through the security in American airports, which are a joke. And like both of us are a bit grumpy now, a bit miserable. Jen's like, I need a coffee. And her favorite thing in America is uh, it's the most bizarre thing because she's not like this. She's like, get me a Dunkachino. It's chocolate and coffee. It's like, I just, I just want that. So she goes and like freshens up. I go stand in the queue of Dunkin' Donuts at like 5 a.m. in the morning. And I'm standing there and this queue's got about 30 people in it. I'm like, what's going on here? This is like, and I'm standing in this queue. And then eventually I turn around and just start watching people walk past, like the busyness and the hustle and the bustle of New York airport in the morning. And everyone's walking past. And I noticed this guy walk past me and he looked like a cool guy. I just I was like, that's a cool guy. And he had, a, he, had a, he had this cap on. And I couldn't catch the name. I was like, Nomaeus, what? I've never, I couldn't catch it. And then he looked at me standing in the queue and I like looked away because you don't want to be staring at anyone. And uh, then he carried on walking and I tried to catch the name and then he had like two kids with him and he had white pants on, he had this cool cap and then he walked past 
And I'm like this. I'm like, I'll never see him again in my life. Anyone else like that? When you see somebody, like, I'll never ever see him again. Like I, and I was like, I wonder what he does. And then I was like, because I'm a pastor, well, I wonder if he's a Christian. <laughs> Lord bless him. <laughs> and that was that. I fly um, Washington, Birmingham, okay? We get there at nine o'clock, we go straight to the conference, trying to stay awake, the, the morning session. After that, friends of ours uh, that were hosting us there took us to lunch, and then we went and did a tour of Highlands College. It's a new college that was opening for students. It's a training college for ministry, and it was a random tour. It wasn't like with a whole group of people, just because just he was a pastor at this church. He took us around this new college, and we, we walked through. It was amazing, and then we down in the in the foyer area, and there's a little shop there. They have like Highlands College, like uh, hoodies and tops and all sorts of things. And we're standing there, and it was awesome. We met the guy, and he was like, help yourself to anything you want. And uh, it was amazing. So I'm standing there, and we're about to walk out. And this guy that I saw in New York walks through the front door. This is 2,500 miles away, friends. I'm like, no ways. I said, I saw you this morning in New York. He was like, yeah. I was like, I saw you. And then he says, I said, I was in the Dunkin' Donut queue. He's like, yeah, I remember looking at you thinking I wish I was in that queue. I said, I can't believe this, actually. This is, guys, America has, I mean, I think 300 million people, plus all the tourists that are always there. I mean, it's just nuts. So I'm like, the cap. I said, I'm so stoked. I can finally, because I love caps. I'm like, I can finally uh, find out about this cap. He just looks at me, he goes, so I'm like, what do you mean? He says, it's expensive. Don't worry, you're probably wondering why I'm wearing it. I'll tell you in a moment. He says, it's $250. I'm like, you're kidding. For a cap. So he goes, yeah, yeah, Bieber made it famous. The Miracle Way in a carpool karaoke. And uh, I'm like, I Googled it. So go to that other picture there. I was like, yeah, that's right. 4,000 Rand plus tax to get it here. I was like, okay, I won't be buying the cap. For a cap, guys. I mean, it's good quality, but... I wouldn't pay that much on a cap. So I'm like, this is amazing. Like, he goes, yeah, my daughter works for this company. It's a high-end LA a fashion brand, and uh, so that's how I got it. So I left the questions of the cap. I was like, okay, nice cap, bro. <laughs> anyway, so I said, well, this is amazing. I saw you, uh, what do you do? He says, I'm a pastor from Texas. I said, that's amazing. I, I actually prayed for you this morning, and I wondered what you did. What are you doing here? He says, I'm, I'm at the Highlands Conference. It was just the most incredible thing. We ended up hanging out with their family and his son-in-law was a pastor at Elevation Church, just joined them at Houston, Texas. And they invited Jin and I to preach at his church end of February and Jin and I are doing a marriage night at their church in Houston at the end of February. And I just, just amazed by God and how he works. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I, I just, God's like, you're gonna look at a cap in an airport, take note of it, and you're gonna meet the guy five hours later and you're going to preach at his church and he's going to come here and he's asking, just the other day, he's asking about our, our ministries and our children's village and just amazing how God works. And I'm just excited to see what God does in and through it. And I know all of you are sitting there wondering how I afforded this cap. <laughs> I didn't buy it. End of December, I had the best Christmas present ever. You can show it. He sends this to me, he says, my friend, this hat, they call it hat in Texas, has brought us together for big things in the kingdom. I had to get you one. Hope you enjoy it and let God speak to your heart. Tell Jenna hello from us. Much love, my friend, Scott.
So I'm like, God, what are you saying here? Like, what are you saying? So I sort of think a bit more about this whole thing of conversation and we wanting to start the year with a prayer series next month. We did worship, we did um, the, the Holy Bible and then prayer. So there's three pillars or foundational pillars of Christian, worship, word, prayer. And then I was thinking about this whole thing and then while I was on holiday, Adele sends me this. God speaks. K. John, it was a, a new post. Okay, God, you're saying something. Then she sent me this. She says, look at this. This is Lisa Bavia's new series, Speak to Your Soul. Then when we were in the Berg, I'm like, Jin, look at the book you're reading. The woman of the Bible speaks. She bought that when we were over there a year ago, and now she started reading it. And I'm like, um, okay. And then Rich Gorvin sends me this. You see the Passion Conference theme for this last year. And I was like, you're kidding. Speak. And then God is speaking to you. I got sent that. And then I think there's even a friend of mine who's an accountant here, sits on our collective board. He said, this is his favorite scripture. And he sends this to me the other day. So I'm like, God, I think you're trying to say something here. What do you think? I'm praying for this theme or word for the year. What do you reckon? Then, now I work in, uh, in colors. I love colors. I love creative, as you know. And when we did the belief thing, that yellow dot on that cap is very specific. There's a canary yellow. And it, uh, canary yellow actually speaks of joy and bounciness. That's, and it was actually the color Pantone that we figured out of 2020. You know, they have a seasonal colors. Like if you're in clothing, they have a Pantone that is released. And I didn't know that, but the creative team said, well, that's the season colors. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So then I was chatting to a friend of mine who was in Florida you can't really see the colors well. And I was like, you need to go see this wheel in Orlando. And I just like the colors because I'm a colors person. It's better on that screen. I just love the colors. And I, so I saved the picture of my camera roll. And then I was thinking about what God is saying. And I've been seeing a lot of wave files. Like it's, it's a digital wave file because we've been doing the album. And I Googled like wave file. And this is the first one that came up. And I put them side by side. It was like the same colors. I'm like, okay, God, uh, may, maybe you're saying something. Then, what's the next picture? Because I'm, I'm, I think there's a one or two more. What's the next one? Oh, the name. Okay. So then I was like, God, I, I think you're saying something here. So, the, the, so for 2023, after all of this, and I mean, it's very obvious right now, we really feel that the word for the year is speak. So it's just simply speak. And... So I threw this text on there and it just was really nice and it looks nice. And we got some caps as well, by the way, speak caps. So we hit it around as well. So maybe just to kind of wrap it up. Well, why speak? Okay, you can clearly see the story and the build to the, to, to the word, but what is God wanting to say? And I really believe God is speaking to us. So it's all about us receiving and hearing from what God is wanting to say to us. But then us speaking to God, I think is so important for this relationship. We need to be speaking to God and we need to be hearing from God. Guys, we need God to speak to us. He has to be directing your life. And I know he's speaking to some of you today, but not only God speaking to us, us speaking to God, and we're gonna look more at that at the prayer series. But what's also very important, in a culture and a world where we are so beaten down by society and negativity, we need to be speaking to ourselves. And I'm talking about speaking the right voice, the truth of God's word over our lives. 
And I want to speak that over your lives this year, that God is going to bless you, God is going to use you, and I pray that He's going to put your favor of God on, on your life. We need to be speaking to ourselves. And then what's so important as well is that we don't just keep it for ourselves. We have to be speaking to others. And it's not just about what we say, but it's how we live our lives. We need other people to join the journey with us so God can speak to them. Would you agree? This place needs to be full. We, we maybe need another facility one day so God can speak to his people. And we know God doesn't just speak in a building, but it's in an environment like this that God can speak as we make ourselves available to him. So the theme for the year is speak. And we're gonna just explore that a little bit through the year and see what God is saying to us. So the wall at the back, we decided to do a speak wall. And uh, this is not about a checkbox like we did with the Believe Wall, but if you just want to go and declare some things on that wall, just speak it into being. Do you know when the world was created, how did, how did he create the world? He said he spoke it into being, and we need to start to speak positive things, blessings, promises of God over our lives, over our church, over KZN, over our country. Just speak, and whatever you want to speak, can we keep it positive? Like just, I just, just speak life, life and life to the full. So we've got a, a wall there that you can go right on and a white pen because we painted it black and it's just going to be fun to see that wall fill up with how many of us need some more positive stuff in our life, okay? We all do. So we're going to speak life. Speak life over your families, yourselves, your children, your, your businesses. Just speak. And then I said I would just give some detail into this. Uh, next week we start a prayer series. Pray first. And obviously it's all about speaking to God and God's speaking to us. And what I would like you to also do and join with us from the 1st of Feb, for the month of Feb, um, if you'd like to fast something, um, you can fast anything. Some people fast food. Um, we're gonna do it for 21 days, uh, for three weeks. Uh, you don't have to fast food completely. You can do like a Daniel fast. You can fast chocolate. You can fast coffee. Some of you guys need to fast coffee because it's really important to you. It's about giving up something. It's not a, it's not a law-based thing. Or it's like only then God will speak when I do this. But there's something powerful in sacrifice, in giving up something and trusting God to, for some breakthrough in your life. You could fast social media. I think some of you need to fast social media. Just make sure you reshare that 24 Skies post before the first. <laughs> fast something that you feel is very important to you. Okay, not water. Okay, you need water. But fast something that you feel maybe has got a bit of a hold over your life, potentially. Um, maybe fast negative words. You're always negative. Just, I, I'm gonna stop myself from speaking any negative words. I don't know. You can join us in any way you like. And even if you're a new Christian and this idea of fasting is quite daunting, just, just try it. You could, you could fast chocolate. Some of you need fast chocolate. <laughs> anything. Can you join us in February for 21 days? And then what we're going to do as well, we'll clarify uh, the times and stuff, but we want to get together to pray a little bit more regularly. Maybe we're, we're talking about a Wednesday morning before open chapel, just from uh, seven quarter past seven through to eight, just, just to get together and pray. Uh, so we'll talk about that as well and, and figure those. We'll just look at look out social media. Okay. Look, look before the first then maybe. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's the problem with social media these days. You follow social media and you don't know what's going on in the world. Um, anyway, uh, but can you give that a go? Can you follow something? So you're excited about the year? I'm excited. 
I really believe in that God is going to speak. Come on, if you believe in God's going to speak to you, you can give him some praise today. Amazing. It's going to be an awesome year, and I'm speaking life into every single one of you, and, and, and let me do that now as we pray. Father, we thank you so much for what you're saying to us as a body, as a church. Lord, would you speak? Speak this year in amazing ways to every single person here. Those watching online, God, would you speak? I speak the promises, the blessing of God over everybody. I speak favor, God, over everybody. I speak health. I speak life in Jesus' name. God, particularly for someone here today who's just feeling really, really down, just struggling, battling to even see the good in the year ahead, Lord, I speak life into that soul right now in Jesus' name. Lord, let them come alive in a whole new way. God, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for confirming this. And now, Lord, we, we humble ourselves as Samuel did and we say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Say that to him now. Say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Lord, as that prayer goes out in faith, thank you that you honor that prayer of faith. And in the days and weeks and months ahead, you will speak. Speak in the most incredible ways, whether it's through your word, through visions, dreams. And Lord, even for our kids that are running around outside, speak to them, Lord. Speak to every single person in this church, young to old, because you desire to speak to your children. It's relationship. That's what Christianity is. And we open up our hearts to you, Lord, to speak. Last prayer. Anyone here today that doesn't have a relationship with God, doesn't speak to God, or maybe you pray the crisis prayers. Lord, help me. Or Lord, I'm sorry because I messed up. Those are the only types of prayer you pray. It's, it's not meant to be just like that. It's meant to be an ongoing, throughout the day, it's this communion with God that we just, He's our friend. He's our God. We talk to Him and He speaks to us. If you would like to, reconnect with God today or give your life fully to God, I want to pray a prayer with you that just will enable that today. So if you want to pray this prayer with me, we'll all pray it together. Would you mind just popping up your hand if you want to pray a prayer saying, God, come into my life. I want, to, I want you to speak to me. Anyone? Maybe first time, anyone who's never prayed this prayer before. Is anyone here today? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. There's a couple of hands going up. It's amazing. Let's pray this together, everybody, nice and loud. Dear Jesus, would you please speak to me? Come and live in my heart by your spirit and make me into the person that you want me to be. Lord, I'm sorry for my past and I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. And from today, Lord, I choose you and I put you first in my life. Speak to me. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. 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 Let's give a hand to those that prayed their prayer.